What's up, what's up? You know who it is, Big Hendo, Hendo Unplug, man. I, this is a special episode. I have a, a gentleman here that I've been knowing for a long ass time, and uh, it's a pleasure to have him because he's doing a lot of amazing things in the community. A lot of you guys in San Diego might know who this is. If you don't know who this is, you get your life together. I got my big dog, a big dog in San Diego, Armand King in the building, baby. What's up with you, bro? Man, what's happening with it, man? Thank you for having me, bro. Man, hey, man, people don't know our uh, our history, man. I went to high school with this gentleman here. When I first came to San Diego back in 98, 98, yeah. Uh, he back, looks even, back, even, even back, okay, okay. He uh, might in? not be trying to tell your age. <laughs> <laughs> it it might have been a hop and a blink before that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, hey, bro, um, we're long, go, we go way back, man. He looks high school. Um, we used to hang with this guy daily, you know what I'm saying? And um, let me tell you, this guy was, uh, 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 he got credentials on the street, I should say. I want to tell his business, but let me tell you, he was really active in the in, in these streets, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it's amazing to see his journey and, and, and his, his, his uh, journey in life and what he, what he is now and what he's doing for the community. Uh, let's talk about a little more about you, man. How's, how does, how's everything, man? Man, everything's fantastic, man. And, and you may be missing our life a little bit together because it went, <laughs> it went helix and then we maneuvered and somehow we ended up at Kearney yeah. together. Yeah. And you actually ended up living like down the street five six skip houses from my auntie uh, yes so yeah you know what's crazy <laughs> and we ran into each other on that block hey, you know what's crazy let's, hey, let's let's go a little let's go a little, little let's tell them more <laughs> i remember right Armand used to his auntie in shikari sakari um she lived in linda vista and i remember i said i had to walk my ex-girlfriend home all day that's why so i so I, I seen her already and plus i went to high school with it right so that was a homie and i seen these two kids playing in front of the, the house all the time mm -hmm. And I was like, dang, you know, two two cool little kids playing in the house. And guess who those kids were to this day? My well, little, one. My little cousins, uh, uh, Newful, rest in peace, and yep. little weirdo. Little weirdo <laughs> and his rest in peace, his brother. Yeah. Playing in front of the house, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, damn, that's crazy. I, I told a little weirdo that story, too. Right. I, I remember you was a dirty little kid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you yeah, know what I'm saying? lying about the stuff he talking about, man. He's yeah. never done that. Yeah. yeah, active, man. Amazing people, man. So, yeah, bro. Um, So... So start from the beginning. So you with the Helix, you was heavily into like you know I want to say you was active. Man, you was and, active. Man, yeah, 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 in so, some kind of way. So let's talk about that. So tell me, tell me about that 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 little piece of your life. Man, honestly, uh, coming into Helix in the ninth grade, I was just coming fresh up out of being a homeless homeless kid. You know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. barely getting back on our feet as a family and. Uh, I was, I say, I was a wannabe at that stage, man. And really, I didn't know what I was like. A lot of, a lot of youth, man. I was just, I didn't know what direction I was about to go. And uh, you know, at that was a critical point in my life. That ninth grade, where I met my homie, homies to mm -hmm. this day, where I say eight of my core best friends from Roy to Richard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where we, Lawrence, and most of those homies ain't here right now. That's crazy. William Wagner, William, Richard. Mm -hmm. Roy, I mean Roy here, yeah. uh, uh, Kenny, like Lawrence, Lawrence and Roy both was in that same grade with us. One hundred percent. Both of them ain't here, and William. Yeah, yep. There's three that ain't here. Martell was also in our in our that young Martell. Uh huh. Yep. Him gone, and how many others, man? We we blessed to be here, man. We, we was blessed. We were blessed because we we're doing some crazy shit, man. We we're doing some crazy stuff, and I remember you. Like I saw you was bro. You was no joke back then for sure. You know what I'm saying? So that progressed out of high school. Then you started doing other things. And word on the street, you went to prison into as I, well? I did. So, um, you know, going down the path and, uh, you know, trying everything that my community and just the area and whatever we was taught, man, we right. went that well. You know, when, when, when the game was cool and everybody went towards the game, that was it. Mm -hmm. It was a whole click era where everybody clicked up. Like right. these things we've lived through. And, uh, you know, I ended up going to, I ended up going to prison for, for 10 pounds of cannabis that they, Damn. they caught me with. That's crazy. Okay. Um, we were, you know, we were living life. Most of the homies out there in the game hustling me in and out, one foot in, one foot out. Mm -hmm. But uh, cannabis always was my follow through. You mm. know, you talked about, I ain't going to mention her name again, but you know, we, uh, <laughs> you know, she set me up when I was 12. That's wild. And that was my first time getting in. Right. And I was as a homeless kid trying to trying to make something happen. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And my, we just been, you know, cannabis has been in my family. It's been a thing. Melinda, yeah. you know. Just it's been it's been a thing, and we took been taking care of people with that. So, yeah, the prison led me in three years. I was in the feds. 
Damn. Nine different institutions spread throughout the U.S. First time offense. And I got end up getting two strikes, two felonies, right? Check this out. So I get they, they, the, the state or San Diego, SDPD picked me up first. Mm-hmm. They arrest me. Me and the homies living out in Sabre Springs, living nice, lavish, having fun at 21. Real, real big. You know, mm-hmm. everybody doing their thing. Um, my ass gets arrested, move, making a maneuver, sitting through the mail. I get, I get arrested. The same place that I was physically arrested in for 10 pounds of weed, there's now a dispensary on top of that spot, right? That's wild. Selling whatever they selling, but that same physical location. But so the state picked me up first. They give me a strike. They give me a strike and a felony to sign off to never to not go to jail. And I didn't want to go to jail, bro. I ain't never been to jail before. What I look like? Right. I'm not the jail dude, bro. So um, I did that, and about a month later, the feds picked up the case. Mm. And now the fed, the feds came, and when then when they picked me up, it was no no going back. Mm. It was from here. Got extradited to Florida, Florida staying, and just when I say I was at nine different institutions across the United States, it was just because for traveling, staying two months here, week here. Damn. You know, and at the time, it's like, damn God, why are you taking me through this? Mm. Like, why are you, why do I have to go through this for some weed? Mm. I'm from California. Weed ain't nothing. Right. It's never been like a thing. You're not going to prison for it. That's not in my head. Mm. And now here I am getting stretched. But little did I know that later on in the future, this God was molding me. He was putting me thir- through certain things and yeah. seeing certain things so that I could be able to relate, be able to do what I needed to do. And who knew what we going to get into right. or where we at. And because of that, because of that, uh, um, you know, being criminalized for weed that's now legal and popping it on the stock market and people that don't look like us that got locked up for it now and got locked got locked up for it. Now we locked out of it. Yeah. In an industry, you got to be, you know, a, a balling millionaire, mostly white dudes that's running this industry that we launched. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, man, that's the, I went I went to jail for for weed. That's crazy. That so what are what are some things you learned? You know, while you in, in jail, what did what did jail or prison teach you? That I didn't never want to be here again in my life. <laughs> that it, it taught me what I already thought. This shit ain't fun. I don't want to be here. <laughs> this ain't, ain't nothing. Hey, hey hum, young homie, ain't nothing, nothing cool about this shit. Yeah. And anybody who makes you think that something's cool about it, man, nah. Mm. It's just as a people though, we've been used to having the bot. Like jail is frequent. Right. When you got 21 years old, your homies, if you hadn't been to jail or had some kind of criminal conviction or something by 21, you was like a superhero in the hood. Right. Everybody got something happen. One percent. You know what I mean? It's to a point like I almost don't trust you if you don't have a record as a black man. Damn. That's a damn shame. Yeah. We six percent of the population anyway, <laughs> man. So, yeah, bro. So I didn't see you for a long time, and you know we, you know, like I said, did life life happens. I started living my life. You lived your life, and I didn't see you for a long ass time. So I didn't know you went to jail, you know, until like recently. But yeah, after that, so you popped up on the scene, and you was uh you was a part of a charity. You right. know what I'm saying? Talk about your charity that you was kind of pushing because you was really vocal about it. One hundred percent, and uh, so. I kind of got I got jolted in this. Mm. I can't lie. I didn't want to be no community activist. Yeah. I didn't want to be no youth mentor. That was nowhere in my scripts, bro. Right. I wanted to draw comic books, run restaurants, and throw reggae concerts. <laughs> okay. That's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to make cartoons. Right. One day I had a restaurant in Linda Vista on Comstock, right next to Eddie's Market. That was right there. Mm-hmm. It's called Snappers that I had with my my bro, my big bro that put me on Basil. We had this restaurant, and one day. Uh, one of my one of Richard Fantastic's little relatives came mm. to me and told me like, homie, y'all crew, whatever, y'all, you know, the they we still out here. Right. Reactive. Right. You know, our crew that was like eight of us. Mm. That now from little kids following our footsteps, now there's over two hundred of these cats out here. Damn. In Southeast, Spring Valley, Lemon Grove, El Cajon City, all over. Mm. And this come to my attention because I don't know. I'm not attached to the young homies like that at all. I'm grown, jail, military, whatever, whoop, whoop, relationship, gone. And then the young homie bring this to my attention. I said, bring them to me. Mm. Bring them to me. And it, I swear for God, man, you'll see it in the movie one day. Let's go. But about 25 young homies came into my restaurant. I closed that restaurant down. Me, my auntie, matter of fact, rest in peace, Melinda, we sitting here. And I got a group of young homies that look like the homies who ain't here no more. I'm looking at Lawrence. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm looking at Richard that ain't here right now. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I see them, bro. 
And I swear to God, like that, it was like from that day, it was a challenge. Like you got to help them because ain't nobody coming to help them. Let's go. There's a lot of groups and positive that should be out there for kids that's doing well. Mm. You know, there's a GQ app that was a GQ at Morris when you had a good grade point average. But was it nothing for the gangbanger? Let's go. Well, nothing for the dude that didn't want to pimp but now caught up in the gang for the girl that's prostitute. There was nothing out there for the hood hood. Right, right, right. That at least related to us, got to us. So I'm looking at them like, bro, and I'm, I've never been the one that I'm about to wait on somebody else to bring me something. Mm. You know, I know this country owes us so much. Let's go. I won't even give a motherfucking apology. I know that. Mm. I've seen that. Me waiting and expecting something different, expecting an influx of money to come to the hood to really support us. That's me being ignorant. It, it ain't happened yet. Yeah. My lifetime, my mama lifetime, my grandmama lifetime, it actually gets worse as we go back. Let's go. So right. I see the young homies. I'm like, I didn't know what to do, but something had to be done, bro. Yes. And that's where, you know, people ask, where did this come from? I, I got jolted. They say, you know, you heard the saying, let God take the wheel. Mm. God didn't just take the wheel. He snatched my ass to me in the trunk and took me on a ride. It's been a decade now. Mm. I've been Since that day, I've been putting in work for my community, my homies, the hood, it's going on 12 years. That was 2010, bro. Solid. Check the recipe. So what makes you so passionate, though? You know what I mean? Like, this, this something in particular happen to you that makes you so passionate to help others? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. For some, I almost wish not reason because it's a burden sometimes. Yeah. Is God made me so connected to my dead homies. Mm. You think it's like it's trauma? You have a lot of trauma because a lot of us, like you said, a lot of the people that we were around, like a lot of us died. You know what I mean? Bro, my aunt died. When, my aunt got my aunt got murdered when I was eight or ten years old. Yeah. My first like best friend grew up with little Larry Baby Greenwood killed at thirteen. Mm. I was twelve. Then Lawrence at sixteen years old. Yeah. At sixteen, uh, the, his name was Little Weirdo from wow. the East. He got killed at sixteen. Having to kiss his dead body and not a near adult ever come to you and be like, are you okay? Mm. There was no therapy. Ain't nobody talking about no mental health, nothing. Mm. We had to live through that over and over. You know what I mean? Best friend, Richard, uh, fantastic. He got killed two months before I came home from prison. He was the one holding me down the whole time I was in prison. I'm looking forward. I, you know, when you, you in there, you're thinking about when I get home, I'm going to do this, this, this. First thing I was going to do is going to pick that dude up. So these things, for whatever reason, hella connected to me and bring you to... Uh, 2017, William and my, my bro Kenny mm -hmm. got killed months away from each other. My baby cut one of my baby cousins, Sacramento, get murdered. This is in that year, 2017. I'm like, God, this is the worst year of my life. Yeah, you know, I've lost homies, but not back to back close, close ones like that. So I thought that was it. Then here come post COVID, right after quarantine, and everybody duffed out and tripping, and and for whatever reason, mental health then skyrocketed 100 homie i lost a loved one every single month of the year Ooh. sometimes too this is when this is when newfo got killed my cousin you know a little weirdo brother right before um then right after that a home one of my one of my men i got i had lost seven mentees god two mentees kill another two mentees man two four at 2 40 in the morning one night in april i'm not gonna say his name he's tattooed on my arm but my little homie 14 years old on the run for the past two months he called me on facetime he been dodging me for like a month but every mm -hmm. time i think of him i'll text him i love you just checking on you good constantly for two months whenever he pop in my brain but he's ignoring me on purpose because mm. he love me mm. and he know he need to come back but he called me 2 30 in the morning facetime me boo, 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 boo. hey bro hey just want you know i love you you like more than a mentor you like my father you like my brother he say this to me and he said went before you know um I, can't, I tried to reach my mom. She worked overnight in the hospitals. He's like, in the morning, do me a favor, please. Just make sure you call my mom for me. Tell her I love her. Mm. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we talking good, happy, all the shit. Man, I go to, go to work that morning, call his mom, tell her, man. It's about maybe an hour after that, I called his mom and told him she happy. My nigga, he was, he, he was found unresponsive three hours after he talked to me. No. He told the people he was staying with that he was he wanted to call his mom and his mentor. I, so, like, 2021, the loss of life was tremendous, man. Monthly, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know what's so crazy? Because I remember back in the day, Senate was really, it was really active. 
you know then it feel like it died down a little bit you know now i feel like it's picking up again what do you think is causing the the uproar of, of violence again in, in san diego um it's just the, the the root of the problem has never been solved mm. you know you know if you if you know any gardeners or ever gardening in your life and you got a weed growing you snip the leaf expecting it to stop no like back again the real resources and help has never come we're always going to have problems as long as mm. we're impoverished bro mm -hmm. there's always going to be those problems and and people didn't realize we i, I spoke on the, the click error at some point from the early 90s when it was like over 200 clicks within san diego 100%. i could name all kind of initials right now you're like oh yep them 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 people mm -hmm. what was happening though if you look back at our dago history we were separating from the main gangs that were out there. Even the gangs was getting mad. Like you, if you gonna be in the hood, you yeah. gonna be this. Right. That was happening. Mm. But it was it was a click area, and a lot of us weren't shooting at that moment. Mm. We might have got down. Right. We might have met up and got down and got down and got down, but wasn't nobody shooting each other really right then. Right. That was a key moment in life for us. That if others, elders, people saw, they could have came in with resources and really stopped this for good. Mm -hmm. But just there's a disconnection between us, between unfortunately the generations, which is hopefully easing up. But right. man, we've had these eras where the decrease was there, the increase was there, and it's always going to remain until we're resourced to do it right. Mm. So, question, Armand: Do you blame us, the OGs, for not, you know? guiding the youth in the right direction i don't blame anybody but let's go bro let's go we, we've all been, we've been in the same condition man mm -hmm. we can't blame those before us it's like blaming our parents who may have messed up and didn't do something a certain way but like look where they came from where they came from where they how were they parented mm. you know i'm let me get i don't want to get this messed up but my dude mark veil he'd be like um you're not parenting i think he even said this on oh, um Jay Best show and he said uh you're parenting your kids not just on how to be good people but on mm. how to be good parents let's go right you're teaching them by your example how to be with their kids so there has been this generational curse based out of trauma that it's never been a even playing field for us so I don't blame the OGs they didn't know no better let's go but as we uh, there's a grand awakening going on because we're OGs are starting to lace their little homies. Mm. You know, you have good messaging coming from some from from OGs now, and then you also have that you know that, right. that leftover OG that's in the hood that never was nobody back in the day. <laughs> anyway, you know, a, a lot of the homies that make it, that grow up out of, they move out. They in Temecula and wherever right now, they gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> but sometimes it's the leftover who really wasn't shit back in the day. Yeah. And unfortunately, the young homies got to listen to that dude who's acting like he was big pimp and big gang banger but nah homie you was not yeah 110 anyway but big homies this, there are a lot of good homies big homies spreading good information to their young homies and shit's changing yeah 100 what about social media you think social media is a big contribution to like a lot of the 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 violence and the things that we have going on in our industry in our communities no really we, we've but we've it's not a big contributor we are we look we lived in a time it was the bloody 80s. Right, yeah. That What we're living right now is nothing compared to that. Mm -hmm. They didn't have social media. So for me to replace and say, well, social media is... Make no, back again. I'm not going to get off that root problem. The root problem is we're underserved, under-resourced, uh, 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 been kept with a foot on us mm. forever. That's the problem. Let's not go. social media, not podcasting, mm. not ghost guns. These are that's called snipping at the weed. Mm. They still ain't educating our kids right now that's in dope. the hood. Back, we we under you go you. There's a difference. We're in the San Diego radius. We ain't even got to leave out of here. I can go to a middle school and a high school in Del Mar Heights right now. We go there. We take pictures. We vibe. Then take that same me. You go take a drive mm -hmm. twenty minutes away. Yeah, you're gonna see an obvious difference, bro. Yeah. First part of my life from one birth to eight years old, I lived in Rancho Pinasquitas. I went to last Rancho Pinasquitas Elementary, bro. Mm -hmm. And then culture shock. We pick up parents by the by a restaurant on 32nd and Market in the coast, and we move to Spring Valley. Mm. It went from trees and butterflies and all this to concrete <laughs> yeah. to go get your bread from the horseshoe liquor store down. <laughs> yep. 
There's a difference. Absolutely. How are we paying same taxes, same stuff, and always get in the bottom of the barrel? Mm. And we're going to bring that even closer. I said this to the homie earlier, too. Driving down Imperial looks tacky right now. Ooh. Buildings go like this. <laughs> they We break dancing all down Imperial right now. What the? Who designed that? Let's go. <laughs> but, but, so not to just, okay. Then you go five minutes away, Barrio Logan looking beautiful right now. Amazing, bro. Amazing. Okay. Wait, hold on. Pause. We we the same age. Yep. Do you remember what North Park used to be? Absolutely, bro. That what if you brought somebody like you went back in the future. Yeah. Like what the hell is this? Yep. It's three hundred, it's one hundred and eighty degrees. It's crazy. So you can do that over there. You can do that over there, but Imperial gotta look like yeah, the Jabberwockies, and it's crazy how they'll go to our communities and gentrify gentrify our communities. You know what I'm saying, and and and, and fix them up. You know what I mean, make them completely completely nice. You know what I mean, but they won't put it back into our our children or our youth. Right, and look at how much they dump it into prisons. Okay, uh, to, crazy. For us, so that's why I'm like, okay, forget it. I'm not waiting for you to come help. If I did that, I will. <laughs> waiting forever. <laughs> I wish I could turn into that skeleton Jeff and just it, that. Yeah. So who's the idiot? Yeah. Yep. Who's the idiot? One hundred percent. So I don't know what it take. I know there's so much trauma there, but at the day we actually work together. Yeah. With no hatred, no jealousy. Yep. No, he got it. I'm better. If ever. Yeah. Oh my God. You know it's crazy too. Um, I talk to a lot of the artists on here that comes on. I'll, another thing that we don't believe in, like uh, you know. Uh, therapy we don't believe in therapy we think that's weak and uh, i think therapy is big in our in our communities because we experience so much that's not normal you know what i'm saying we see death all the time and i remember i first time i seen death i still i still remember it you know what i mean people i seen somebody get shot i still remember that and that and that's trauma you know what i'm saying we don't we don't realize that we need we need like therapy to help us out you know what i'm saying so that's another thing we got a misconception on therapy as well i think at and as a society, everybody did. Yeah. Therapy, mental health, those are new conversations. Bro. Yep, it's true. Men couldn't cry. You knew all this stuff. Facts. Now men like, shoot, I got emotions. They good. They bragging about it now. Yeah. We've seen a shift. So there are a lot of people who, I'm, I got homies mm-hmm. taking therapy. And not just homies. I need therapy. I just ain't slowed down enough to do it. Facts. I'm running on gas right now. I needed therapy years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, when the pandemic hit, I, I really realized, bro, you got some you got some issues you ain't dealt with. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it took me getting sat alone, you know, solitary confinement, you know, you know what I mean, as a, a man to realize that. But but I think that's getting wiped out, Just not even just for, uh, you know what I mean, people of color, but like across the board, like. Yeah, people are. It's a it's a thing now. Yeah. It's okay to say I got a therapist. Yeah. Before it was like, oh, you weird. That's facts, though. I got a therapy appointment. Okay, is That's it virtual facts. or in person? <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. Yeah. Hey man, I just want to give your flowers too, man, because um, you're like only one of the. I want to call you a community activist. You know what I'm saying, but. That's what you really are, I feel, you know, because uh, you're like the only, one, only person that I've seen that's really active in the community, that's really trying to help people show love and put people on a, on a different level. You know what I'm saying? So I want to give your, your your flowers while you're here as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, I Thank really you. appreciate you, dude, man. I'm telling you, all on social media, it seems like you dedicate your whole life to this movement. Saying it, and, and you don't have too many people in our community that's really doing that. You know what I'm saying? Um Let's get to your business side. So you're doing a lot of things on the, on the business side of it too as well. Like you're writing books and all that. Let's talk about your books. Man, so uh, thank you. First uh, first book, I uh, man, thank you, bro. Yeah, for, seriously though. And I'm tossing flowers back to you too, man. And, yeah. and this, I've been watching you and it, it's a pleasure seeing, you know. Yeah, but I'm serious though. I mean, I want people to thank know you. because we don't have too many people that really go out into the community though seriously like going out to the community is helping kids give their all his everything shut off his back you know some cool motherfuckers though but you are like somebody who's out there i see i even go a little further man while you're here man because i remember vaguely like injustices in san diego who's in the front line of motherfucking people is armand green uh, armand king is in the front line you know protesting I was like, oh shit, I know that dude. I know I know him from high school. So Drew, like, you're really doing a lot for our community that you you probably don't get the love for, but I wanna tell you that, you know, I really appreciate you, man, for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, thank you, bro. And yeah. um watch I mean, we'll get there. Yeah. But uh 
right now is the biggest thing possible. That it's the fight of our life that we're in right now for something that's biggest thing in our our generation. Let's man. talk about it. Okay, man. Uh, but first question, but yeah, just businesses. I'm creative, man. Yeah, that's my my thing is creating stuff from my mind, bringing mm -hmm. it to life. Mm. Just launched a, a curriculum targeting uh, at risk male youth, really speaking from lived experience, folks with the uh, you know that been there, done that to help teach our kids about death. Right. What we're talking about um, incarceration, getting out of poverty, just core values to help them out, and it's a, it's mapped out. To um, I got got a, got real one, real homies recorded on videotapes that parents can put on, talking about these different subject matters. We got the curriculum put to hip hop music, put it's to crazy. rap, so kids can rap to it. Like being like, what would me and the homies need it? Mm. So I created a, a a package out of that that just launched in October. It's already being utilized in Ontario, Canada right now by a youth group brother in Michigan. We got a school right here in Southeast about that that has it, and we we trying to go nationwide with that man. Mm. Multiple books coming out. Got a coloring book that go with that. That's about to drop. Uh, uh, anyway, it's crazy. Yeah. So so a lot of good projects, all aimed at helping folks for the most part and some fun stuff because i like to have fun comic book company dope you know yeah. got that going yeah. you know what i mean just drop some greeting cards too and uh, i got a cool planner coming out for people that are creative and got projects on their mind that's about to drop that's dope bro. real dope planner to because i do a lot and i'm no different than anybody else i don't have no buku money no nothing like that but i got a different kind of gas but a lot mm. of people have this gas but if you can't organize what you're doing it uh you know, you really don't you don't get as much done as you want to mm. or you don't do nothing because it's so much you don't know where to start. Mm. So I created a model that I've practiced for the past few years to help other people get their projects off the way. Right. Right. Creatives. Um, let's talk about cannabis, bro. Let's talk about cannabis. That's you said, what I'm here for. Yeah, because you said you were locked up off of cannabis. Now yeah. they're making money off of it. So let's dive a little deeper into that. And that's what I'm here for. Man. Let's go. <laughs> and this, this is what the hood needs to know because nobody knows. man. Okay. But those called consider that a long intro. <laughs> you feel me? I'm yeah. here. To, I'm here to talk and, and and tell my community, man. I want them to tune in because we're, in my opinion, mm -hmm. make everybody got their own opinions. My opinion is one of the biggest things that's ever come our way community-wise on some financial wealth development that's tangible and real. This ain't the Bitcoin, which was cool too if you was an early investor. Mm. This ain't no unicorns and rainbows, no maybes, what ifs. It's something major that's happening, not just in San Diego, San Diego County. And now to my folks in Vista, y'all process just started and know this. Mm. There is this program. I learned about it about six years ago with the homie. We saw a documentary on uh, about Oakland having this thing called the Cannabis Social Equity Program. Okay. Okay. So we tune in, and it, what it was saying in short was they were giving people that got arrested for cannabis charges licenses to operate dispensaries mm. in Oakland, and the documentary was showing how there were also there were these predator deals happening that were finding people that fit the criteria to get this, be in this program, take advantage of them, pay them a couple hundred thousand, and they end up making millions. Mm. So that's what the documentary was. Right. But what the documentary also was, was an igniter. And we said, oh, we need that program here. So we scored out a rabbit hole, fast forward research. This program, this program um, exists in multiple cities mm -hmm. throughout California. It's not just us having this for the first time we're creating it yeah. so i want people to know that so because sometimes are we used to people selling us dreams and yeah. saying such and such and such and it sound too good to be true and what i'm about to say sound too good to be true but mm. there's receipts mm. you know and this is real mint right here for us let's go okay so um that's the process and i don't want to go look this program exists. You look throughout the state of California. San Diego is the last major city to have this program. Interesting. Okay. So we get it pushed to go through um, city council. We get it pushed to go through for them to do an assessment to see if we were harmed by the war on drugs. And that's what the program is. It's the state, the government's way of saying, sorry, mm. we fucked up. We incarcerated you all. We gave you criminal convictions, charges for weed, for cannabis, for marijuana, for dro, mm. and now it's legal. 
And you have, I have two felonies. The homie was on probation for 15 years. My cousin couldn't adopt her, her, um, her nephew or, or, or her nephew because she had a cannabis charge. So he got put into the system. The homegirl couldn't get the homegirl Rashida mm. hit. The home, the, the homegirl trait hit. Couldn't get into, can't get into public housing because you, you have this cannabis charge. Mm. And so now you and your kids are put back out on the streets. We were criminalized for weed. Yeah. Now it's legal. That's crazy. And now I said we got locked up for it. And now we're locked out of an industry because you got to damn near be a millionaire to play in this game now. 100%. 1,000%. In a market, and don't underestimate our power of marketing abilities. Mm-hmm. We created the demand for cannabis in the United States. Please do not take uh, the chronic for granted. Mm-hmm. Even the phrase, please do not take, I got five on it for granted. Let's go. Because I got high Afro man, Bob Marley. Don't we push that line? I remember back in the day, we had to go to LA. You get in the bar. We made a, a, it's a product, Mm -hmm. a medicinal product with medicinal value with healing uh, products, right? But a product that we marketed. And we got arrested for it. And we got criminal convictions. They were, even if you didn't get a cannabis charge, when they pulled you over and say, You smell it. I smell weed. Search the car. Get out the car. Absolutely. It wasn't, you might not have got a ticket for the weed, but that weed was their intro to screw you over. Facts. Over and over and over across the nation. Mm -hmm. So this program is saying, Sorry. And not just so there's millions of dollars that the state gives the cities to do this program. It's not that they just really just care. Yeah. And they want to just help. And the fact that these places bring tax revenue. Yeah. I believe in the city of San Diego, the current operations brought over twenty five million back to the city, which is put into a general fund that they could literally give right back to the people who incarcerated us in the first place. Sheesh. So. San Diego, we pushed the line. It's been about a six-year process, but yeah. now fa- I'm going to fast-forward to two years for the sake of the shortness of this. And if you're want, if you interested, hit me because we need to talk. Absolutely. So finally, the city does an assessment. They go to all the major hoods throughout San Diego. Me, the homies, multiple people you know, we at these spots. Right. We boom, 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 making sure they're getting it correct, talking to them, telling them what the community needs and wants. That assessment passes. It's like, okay, yep, we fucked you over. Sorry, mm. we we got proof now because they always need proof that they fucked us over. Okay, you don't know enough, but yeah, they had to check that box. So the state gives San Diego eight San, so San Diego and the county of San Diego both have these programs being launched right now. County of San Diego, for those that don't know, that Spring Valley, Bonita, the unincor- anywhere the sheriff is, to help you with that. Yeah, if you see the sheriff, you're more than likely in the county of San Diego, not the city of San Diego with okay. SDPD. Mm. Okay, so they both separately uh, governed by two separate bodies mm-hmm. are um, are are creating programs simultaneously. Okay, the city got eight hundred thousand, eight hundred eighty thousand from the state city council. We had to fight for it. We've been thugging, mm. and we've been in the in city council, yeah. and not just commute p- political activists and folks. No, nah, it's been the hood in there. Let's go. It's been the homies. Shout out Dory Lil C S. Yeah. CJ Ron Kine. It's been homies in the building. Okay. The real community pushing line. Mm. Shout Let's out go. Pimp C. We've been Pimp in the C. building. Mm-hmm. We've been in the building, bro. That's crazy. You know what I mean? And um and and getting and getting the work done for the hood and the larger. So here we are, got that pass, got the money. And now we're to the point of implementation of the program. Literally, as of yesterday, I found out we, we, we're pretty much on a timeline about four months, April, mm-hmm. before this program is implemented. I'm fast-forwarding people with years of work that we've been putting into. Now we're right. seeing the first finish line. But the issue is now. So what? Uh, let me say, what even? what is the program? No, I was about to say, like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was about to tell you there. I I'm, like, I'm talking to you like we talk because I just talked to you. But yeah. let me tell you, man. Yeah. This is what their program is recommended right now. Right mm-hmm. now, it's a proposal. Mm-hmm. So there's a criteria to get one of these 36 licenses that they're offering that they have proposed. 36 licenses. Dispensaries license? Dispensary licenses. Dispensary okay. and delivery. Mm-hmm. For people... That fit a certain criteria. Okay. 
that criteria, the first part of it, I'm going to say is um, you've had some kind of criminal conviction for um, for cannabis. You know, that's the first. That's the first thing. I'm just straight up. Man. Even to get a dispensary license, it's like a, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like a million dollars it's to get. Almost a half mil. Yeah. You know, and then, yeah. It's expensive, expensive bro. Yeah. It's expensive. And in some places it was like if you had a criminal conviction, you couldn't get the license. Right. So it's like it's been it was set up for us not to have it. Yep. And here San Diego is damn near ten years later of it being legal recreational. Now they want to hand us a crumb. Mm. And we have to still fight for that crumb. Mm. But what's been proposed greatly, which we didn't anticipate, is thirty six licenses that now can operate not just anywhere. This is the banger. They were able to operate in, it's called a TPA, Transit Priority Area. Okay. Anywhere the buses travel every 15 minutes, these special zones prioritizing entertainment areas and tourist areas. Okay. What does that mean? Gas Lamp District, Hillcrest, uh, uh, El Cajon Boulevard, Mira Mesa Boulevard, Prospect, La Jolla. This means areas that are very profitable. Right. That, mo- that they're currently no dispensaries can operate in. That's given us, and what? Why is that needed? Because, like I just said, we're ten years behind, bro. Mm. They've had these the other operators. Glory to them. They they already they have had six, five, seven years to build a clientele, right? To get a head start in the game, and now here we come under already uh, under resourced, you know, barely learning the industry, and we're coming in. So to be compatible, to actually hit an equitable standard. Mm. We uh we need these extra bonuses to make make us promising and, and actually appealing to investors because we're gonna need those. Right. The city's not giving us all the funds to get these started, you know. So the proposal is thirty six licenses. You fit the criteria formally. Con- you know, because in California we don't have affirmative action. Mm. Affirmative action. You could have said in writing. You can't use race. You can't say this is for black people. This right. is for uh, Hispanic people. You can't say it's for white people. You can't say that. Mm. So they had to create a criteria that would fit the people who were really shown as disproportionately impacted by the failed war on drugs mm. that were criminalized for this. And they, of course, black and Latin, black and brown, we hit the top of the list. Always. Of, of course. Always. So it, it fit. They got the hoods li- identified. They have a process to really to weed out people trying to take advantage of the program and not really being those that should have it. Right, right, right. How does this program benefit the community? One million percent, that's the big thing. So you hear 36 licenses. And just so you know, these 36 licenses in prime locations making a lot of money, mm-hmm. potentially to make a lot of money, right? right? And um, you know, in comparable areas you look, uh, there's nothing really even comparable to these areas of San Diego. San Diego is a gold mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? An untapped one. We are so far underserved with the population and cannabis. We Reese, I don't know if you remember, but in San Diego at one point there was like 200 dispensaries out here. There's a lot everywhere, right. and they were funding everything, sponsoring shows. They was trapped. They were, and they were making their money. Right. So I know it can exist. We just talking about additional 36 of the 36 exist already. So how do more people from the community benefit other than just this 36? people so we created a community reinvestment fund and what Mm. we're pitching to the city so this community reinvestment fund so we look look at this cannabis it's not just set this this industry and having this opportunity is bigger than just selling the flower Mm. think about this as an industry that we're bringing and can have uh um, you know heavy influence on so in the program we wanted to actually have uh, a partial of the proceeds going to a community bank managed by uh, managed by community members. Mm. You know, looking at somewhere of five hundred thousand coming from each location annually. Eight five hundred thousand from thirty six locations is eighteen million. Sheesh. And we talking on a low end. Let's go. I mean, minus divide that in half. Say it was nine million. We mm. barely get three hundred thousand right now in the community. Let's scraping go. over scrum, crumbs. They release RFPs. For, uh, they release these contracts for us to get that are crumbs. Our nonprofits. Our education. Everything suffering. Mm. suffering this is an opportunity right here for us to turn that around and be in control of our own destiny let's go you know that's some real money that's what we're lacking look money don't end all problems Mm -hmm. it does not 
But I guarantee you talk to people in the community and stuff that we need from everything from from legal support to business. Uh, uh, we got some brilliant people in the community that if they had a jump start and some finances, we'll be doing amazing things. One thousand percent. You know what I'm saying? Brilliant people. Bro. Let's go. Yep. Imagine just your mind, bro. Let's go. Let's go. Brian Anthony, bro. Yes, sir. We have brilliance in our community. 100%. 1, my dude, K Fresh, brilliance. That's my guy. Shut up. If, if resourced correctly, we wouldn't be, in, we don't need, we don't need anything else. We're not waiting. But if we could take this opportunity, turn that into a community reinvestment fund, and that's just a piece of it. Also, we're saying tied into these licenses, 80% of your staffing has to come from the same communities you identified as targeted. Ooh. 80% of your management come from those same communities. And now think about the ancillary businesses. What businesses are attached to this business that are needed? Marketing, advertising, uh, tizing, uh, your lawyer, uh, um, who's doing the electricity in the building, who's doing the construction of the building, who's a security company? Yeah. Security company contracts are hefty for each dispensary right now. 36 100%. of them. And those businesses have to be people that came from those same communities. Let's have go. to. That's how you expand them. And now they're doing well. Who are they going to hire? Mm. Now you got that. Um, who's running the damn ATMs in the building? Everything. These are industries within the industry. Who's doing the packaging? Let's go. If all these businesses have to come from within the community, we created industries. Man, we don't have a damn Jamba Juice in the hood. There ain't a 7-Eleven down in Imperial. We are lacking. Where do you go get health food right now in the 4th District, That's in the tough. Southeast? Where do you go get health food right now? Something healthy. Yeah. What grocery store do you go to? Sorry. We don't have a damn grocery store in that community. Yeah. Although this is for Linda Vista, North, you know, all of the impoverished communities throughout San Diego, right? Mm. But um, So, yeah, this program, that's the Community Reinvestment Fund attached to it. Um, it's tangible. This thing's about to happen. And uh, and we're pushing the line right now, bro, to make sure it happens. So what do you need from the community to help you, you know, get your message out there? Or what do you need from us so, to help you out? Yeah, right now, right now, it's a serious call going out, man. And um, we if you've been impacted by the, the war on drugs, man, yeah. if you've been impacted by if you impoverished community, and if you just want to stand up and help us get this, make sure this make. Look, the program's coming. Right. We're not fighting to make a program. We're fighting to make sure the program is correct. Mm. And because right now our opposition are people well-funded. There's, a, there's a, a small group of people that want to monopolize the industry here in San Diego and do not want to see us in these positions. Interesting. That's our fight right now. Absolutely. And I will refrain from saying a specific name. But one day that specific name may be called out because they are our main op right now that is that is doing everything in their power. Where it's like a David and Goliath fight happening right now. Mm. So these thirty six, it may if we don't fight right now, it may go to ten. It may go to five because they have to have a program, but they don't have to do it the right way. We're making sure they do it the right way. But the opponent, the op right here, is using money, uh, political influence. And dollars to try and make sure this don't, you know, lobbyists that we don't have that. Mm. We got heart. We coming in with the community. So right now, these people, they don't want to see this competition. Mm. They've been able to lock down this industry. Right. Really waiting on the big payout when it goes federally legal. And now they looking like the big fish and they can sell for billies. So we're fighting to have a piece of a crumb of a piece of a crumb. That's wild, bro. Instead of helping it as a San Diego unit, we could be doing this good together. But they didn't think like that because that greed is a motherfucker when someone trying to when you think someone's a threat on your money and you that spoiled rich kid over here. That's how it is. But um, when we, you start playing with people's money, boy, that's that's they gonna they gonna try to fight back for sure. Man, yeah. <laughs> we ain't got nothing. No, it's like you damn. Got are you that selfish? Yep. they want it all, bro. They you don't want. want you, you that they want selfish. all the crumbs. All the crumbs, man. Yeah. Well, call me a crumb snatcher. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so how can like I said, how can we help? Like, what's the what do you need from us to help? So January tenth, January tenth, we are um, we're having a rally, okay. peaceful rally, and uh, we need bodies. We need anybody that wants to come support. We're gonna be in front of Balboa Theater at six p.m. Wednesday, next Wednesday. Um, it's the mayor's state of the city address. We go in there just to say hello. We here. And mm -hmm. we want to make sure this program is done right, because like I said, we have never in my lifetime, my parents' lifetime here in San Diego, ever had an opportunity to create, create this type of generational wealth mm. for the community. Let's go. Never, ever, ever, ever. So much can be helped and solved with this. 
You know, and I I, I thank you because I wanted to come on here because the hood don't know. Right. This has been happening under the table. And I said, that's San Diego City, San Diego County creating the program, too. Mm. Separate than what I just described. Vista for my folks out there. This is sliding under the table out there. They just created it or mm. cre in the process of connect with me. Vista, Let's Oceanside. Go. You know go. what I mean? This San Diego. You know, from the what they call it, the seven six glow to the eight five great to the six one fine. Let's go. You know what I mean? So um, we are gonna keep this minty together. You feel me? That's what I'm talking about, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Um, so, question for you: hey, Do we have any evidence or any like documentations how this program is doing in other cities? Yeah, honestly, uh, most cities, especially in California, they've been attacked, bro. Mm. They fumbled. They had to redo stuff. Most cities, but they go. With, I'm gonna tell you, they go so sharp. LA, LA has 200 of these licenses right now. Mm. They had 100 that initially launched, and because of loopholes, um, a certain ethnic group that had liquor stores in the community took all the licenses. Sheesh. Because they, they it was in there that they could have a business in the hood. Not necessarily that they were impacted by the war on drugs, but they were able to loopholes. So, being the last major city and last city, Palm Springs has this program, Long Beach, LA. You know what I mean? Sacramento, Oakland. Um, we've been able to study them. Mm. We've been able to see what they messed up on. And our game is that much tighter right now. Because we watch Denver. We watch Vegas launch this program. We were able to watch them. What happened? We're not dummies. Let's go. We got some sharp people rocking with us right now. Yeah. And um, we, you know, and our mentor, he, you know, got anyway, man, we we're we're sharp, bro. Yeah. And um, so we've been able to study them. So we, we, you know, hopefully pushing to get this the best it can be. Yeah. From the beginning. 100%. Um, there's a lot of politics when it comes to the cannabis industry. Are you concerned? Are you concerned any of them like trying to shut down some of these these uh, these dispensaries at all? Hell yeah. They greedy, bro. That's what I'm saying. Once they get up. You know what I mean? Hey, I, bro, they gonna be fighting us and fighting us I know, it's because be. it is like why it's almost sad. And I'm like, I don't beg nobody. But I'm like, damn, can we not have nothing? Right, bro, it's wild. We we talking about 36 damn licenses after generations of being tormented. Mm -hmm. There's a reason this program exists because the government's saying we fucked y'all up. Let's go. We fucked y'all up, and this is a small crumb. Mm. Right. And we got to even fight for that. Yeah. Government, politicians, mayor, you don't want to just do the right thing. Mm. Why we got to ask like this? <laughs> Why go. we got to go rally still? Yeah. This is it's sad, bro, but it's a fight worth having right now. Mm. But it's sad that it actually has to be there. Ain't it enough documentaries and movies that say, damn, criminal justice system, government, we screwed y'all. <laughs> Let's go. And we got to still fight for the baby crumbs, bro. Most of the hood don't even know this opportunity is happening. And like when I talk to you, there's some major moves happening for specifically the community, black community, black movement that's happened. We just got our first black woman county board of supervisors yeah most people don't even know what the county board of supervisors is yeah they maintain the largest multi-billion budget for the city of san diego not the mayor not the city council and we don't know these fools yeah at once upon a time not too long ago they could never be termed out they was just some old trumps yeah sitting there for years mm -hmm. but now it's terms and the queen monica montgomery step just secured that not too long ago now she got a budget up under her that she can actually do shit from the hood. You know what I mean? We got a black woman running for mayor right now. Genevieve Jones Wright straight out of Bay Vista. Mm. Running with a heart for us. We all need to know. I know, I, shoot, I'm not a big voter, bro. I can't even lie. I'm not the sticker <laughs> at the sticker every year I voted. I look at people like, hey, I can't even lie. I don't even really push the vote. Mm. But it, it matters. It may not. It may. You may not feel the impact globally or nationally when it's a presidential. You may not feel that impact. Mm. But right here in your city, San Diego, <laughs> you actually can make a difference and put somebody who you might not immediately realize how they're impacting your life, but your kids. Let's go. And yours. We complain about rent. We complain about gas. We complain about our streets looking messed up. We complain about not getting resources, rightfully so. Right. Because we can. Yeah. Yes, you can. Keep complaining. <laughs> but there's people that we put the right people in place. You'll see that start changing. Absolutely. Imperial won't look like the break dancer. So 
We got a Genevieve Jones running for mayor right now. We have the fourth district, which is the southeast primarily. Their um, the city council seat is open because mm. Monica left. We have people running for there for that seat. Tune in, figure out who really, really cares about you. Let's go and gonna fight for you and put that person in. You know what I mean? It's, it's so it's some major movements all southeast assembly. 79th district which is majority of our neighborhoods lachey collins running right now put her in let's go with these are like major moves but we don't know it and i get it most my homies my fam they don't know it right so this is that whoever paying attention i hope you move your feet because uh this is uh, so we call this the state of the hood address right here you let's feel go. Me? meant that <laughs> so question for you another question for you my guy think about this question when are we when are we going to see armand king in politics never why so not you say politics as in uh, office yes no thank you mayor of san diego already never that why not for one why not i don't because i don't like nosy people man come on you're so passionate bro i'm telling you like yeah, I, so we I, need you in up there i think i've done i've done i've done better than most people in there <laughs> out here exactly so why break that <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when I'm retired and done and, and they don't make enough for me. So you don't have any, <laughs> any political dreams Settle. ever. Settle. Wow. Settle. Interesting. Not none. I think like, we need I you, almost, bro. almost despise it. We need Homie, you, bro. I'm, hey, bro, I'm out here. Not Some people get out here because they like their face show. Some people got out here because they wanted to make a name for themselves. Right. No, and all good and a lot and a lot of them got good things to say and they doing good moves mm -hmm. but that's just not me right i didn't do this i've been on the news probably 115 times bro i seen you I, a lot. Pro I probably asked to be on the news three of those times i didn't do none of this all praise due to god mm. you know what i mean and and when i make sure i'm out there and i'm present i'm representing for the homie homies yes not i'm not even representing for all of us i'm not I'm representing some of the homie homies is Filipino, Mexican, black. I'm representing for the hood. The people. You're, for the, you're the people's champ, bro. Yeah, they ain't going to like me in there because I'm not the one to hush hush either. Man, they, hey, Trump got in there, then, you know what I mean? And he, hey, they ain't like him I ain't either. got Trump, though. <laughs> you think he got put in there off of merit? <laughs> <laughs> Epstein. Hey, I'm just, I just feel like you're very important to the community. A lot of people got a lot of respect for you, bro. And like I said, this is not just me. A lot of people... You know, so you would definitely do some damage. Just consider it. Yeah, thank you. And, and, and shout out to my haters. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, 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 I swear to God, no joke, I love y'all, man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Y'all made me sharp. Y'all yeah, made me reflect on myself. Yeah. Shout out to my haters. Shout out to people screaming Southeast, but ain't really from it. Mm. Shout out to the people that fought us this whole way. While we were fighting for this, there was a couple black folks that was fighting us the whole way. Fighting you? Oh, my God. What was the, what was the kickback? They got kicked back. Well, so what? Why they don't want this program? That because because they no no stop stop. I got my guesses. I I, I like to talk receipts, mm. and I ain't gonna talk about nobody unless I got receipts. I got enough of a receipt, but mm. not enough to go blast like that. I feel you. But you know, so I'm gonna keep it one thousand. While even though, and I thank them as we're going into 2024 right now. Mm -hmm. All love. I I hope you're successful. I hope you really go help the hood. Everybody, man, because I'm tired. Yeah. It's like being at war, bro. I've been doing this for 12 solid years. It's from day one, cleats. Yeah. Right? And uh, Underground. And have done, and, 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 and no bragging shit, bro. I've really done a lot and touched a lot of lives 100%. already, bro. Yep. Lost a lot of homies along the way. Best friends, loved ones, bro. Mm. I'm tired, homie. Let's go. It's been it's like being at war in Afghanistan for 12 years, bro. You rank up, you get out. You you other people come fight the fight. Yeah. I'm tired, bro. I want to go make comic books right now. Mm. But I still <clears throat> got to do what I got to do, but what we're facing right now is one of the biggest things of our lifetime. If I laid down right now, I'd hate myself. Let's go. At the end of the day, and I didn't push for everything, knowing the type of resources this is going to bring the community to, I, I did the nonprofit sector. Our nonprofits in the hood that are doing great work, our people, they're underfunded, they're starved. Mm. If they were ever resourced correctly, we wouldn't need the police like that. Let's go. We wouldn't need them. Yeah. 
but they're not shoestring budgets. People that really do good work. Let's you go. in the business community, you see this shit, bro. Like, who's really funding us? Where could you go to right now and take this to the next scale, which you could do? Yeah. That's right. Right? Yeah. Where do right. you go? Yeah. And we have the opportunity to create that? And I'm going to sit back? <laughs> Let's go. That ain't it. Proud of you, man. Armand and King in the building, man. The next the mayor of San Diego. <laughs> I called it. Big Handle called Shut it already, man. Her. <laughs> bro, uh, no thank you <laughs> hey bro at hey you get hood famous and they start extra i don't like that shit nah you got a lot of respect bro they, need you i know one million and thank you i yeah. do <laughs> more than hate that to my face Let's but go. sometimes they respect you and love you so much they gotta hate you hey man that's, that hey, comes so. with territory brother that's anything you do yeah so i'm gone now yeah man, man. <laughs> we definitely need this man like you know what i'm saying i love it because like how you're saying it's not just that you're Open up dispensaries. This trickles down to the community. It's like Robin Hood. You're taking a taking that money and giving it to the poor, but it's also creating, you know, jobs and helping other people out. You know what I mean? So it's a trickle down effect where this it's gonna go. Like how you said. So this is very important, you know what I'm saying? So please, if you guys can, go support my brother. Yeah, January tenth, man, six PM, Balboa Theater. We right there live. Pull up and, and find me too. If you want some more information, maybe I sparked your interest and you want to learn more. Maybe you have a cannabis charge yourself somewhere, mm. smoking in the park and they pull up on you. Mm. Maybe you have that. Hit me so I can let you know what's going on. You may have it. We need you to push. You may have this opportunity. I, we don't know who's going. We don't know how they're going to set this up. And we don't. We got a proposed criteria right now. Mm. We're in the process over these next couple of months of them implementing, actually securing what the program is. Mm. It's go time right now for them to implement by April. They have to put this program in place yeah. by October of 2024, October or November 2024. If there's no program in place, the city of San Diego has to get that 880000 back. Sheesh. So there's a program coming mm -hmm. like now. Now we need to push the line to make sure it's everything, everything it should be for us. Yeah. And that our local politicians and mayor does what, and he's a good dude too. Okay. He ain't a bad guy, but I know how when when it gets, I, and I don't know this, I, you know, I don't know what's motivating people, right? But I know what we're up against and this influence of this snake influence of money and greed, one hundred percent. And and we we're not we're not equipped to battle that like that. Mm. But we got God and we got people in hot places. Let's go. So we're gonna push the line and we got each other. We've been winning this whole way. We show up, bro. We mm. show up 20, 30 deep. We show up to these city council meetings. We've been doing this consistently for two years. Mm. And now we here. Folks come out, come stand with us. It's just about even if you forget cannabis, if it ain't, it's, it's a chance for us to finally have a financial opportunity. You know, I said the jobs, man, we 36 operation at a minimum, at a minimum prime location to imagine this on Garnett. Sheesh. You're going to need 20 plus employees, right? Let's say 20 average. That's over 600, that's over 700 people that got employed from our neighborhoods. That's that, just that piece, man. S stimulating it. Anyway. anyway Hell yeah. We Hell need yeah, these bro. Gas, hey, SDG and E is expensive. Absolutely. I know that. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> no heater. <laughs> no heater. Yeah, absolutely. Be like, damn, I might as well burn the heater. You damn, damn right. Damn, I don't know. Don't don't. I just opened up my SCGD bill. Don't get me started. What yeah, is wrong? Hey, mine is nasty, Bruh. Now they trying to charge you a percentage. Hey, hey, Sheesh. hey. That the taxes were more than my usage cost. I got so deep. I'm reading this thing. How I was like, I don't even be here. Yeah. And I'm reading my bill. I'm like, how is the taxes? Mm -hmm. It was it was a or a service fee. It was it's some a service. Yeah. It was some fee. That wasn't my usage fee. Yeah. I'm like, well, if I use this much, why are you charging me? You didn't do more work. Bro, it's weird. They got this little strange little, little, little uh, like you said, little charges that we have. And like, what is that charge? You don't even know what it is. Hey, it's like strange. I tell you, they're greedy. Absolutely, companies. bro. And that is a little reason if you get in your SDG&E bill, because that matters. That just took food out your baby mouth. Damn right. That's why. And you're like, why should I go vote? Man, go vote for it. We got an important mayoral, mayoral race coming up. Yeah. Go vote. Absolutely. For who you believe is gonna fight for you yeah. and shit like that. Let's go. Because it matter for yeah. us, the folks that's living our day to day life. That SDG and that gas bill, that shit matter. That's it. Yep. You're right. Armand Keen in the building, baby. <laughs>
the next mayor of San Diego. I'll call it Big Hendo here. Bro, like I said, I want to just talk to you, man. I appreciate you, bro. Everything that you do, you know, is any too many people out there in our community fighting for us. So please, you guys, go support my brother. You know, I'll leave some information in our description. You know, all on social media channels, our YouTube, everything, so you can know where to go and, and support him. So anything you want to leave your uh, your your fans, your audience, before you head out of here? It's time to fight, man. It's time. And, and, it's, and I know these, these you don't necessarily see these issues impacting you right now, but they are. This is, this is, this is that moment in history right now. Mm -hmm. We read about Martin Luther King and movements. We read about these different movements in time. At this moment, right now, next Wednesday... This error of what we can produce is one of the moments in history. And we do this, your great grandkids gonna feel the repercussions and the 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 the, the greatness from here. Ooh, let's go. Let's go. We'll see you guys next Wednesday with Armand King. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, I appreciate your time, bro. I appreciate you once again showing love and, and spreading this message and yes, bring and bring this awareness. Big Hendo, Hendo Unplug. We'll see you guys on the next episode. We out. <laughs>